Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio, WLMW 90.7 FM, Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVV Radio in Las Vegas, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Well, I am coming off quite the weekend in Boise. For all of you that were at our We the Patriots USA National Conference, how amazing was it? We had a stellar lineup of speakers. I am recording this on Tuesday, this introduction, and I am just now uh, recovering from what was an amazing weekend where we had hundreds of people, lots of media at the event, so many great speakers like. Peter McCullough that you are seeing here if you're watching us, Jenna Ellis if you're watching us on Red Voice Media or on Rumble, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk came out, so many wonderful freedom fighters and companies out there that are also joining us and coming alongside us. We had some amazing sponsors come on board here at Faithful Freedom that we announced that I can't wait for you to hear their new advertisement. And it's just a big, big congratulations to our We the Patriots USA co-founders that you see on stage there with me, Don Jolly and Brian Festa. They put together a fantastic first ever national conference. You wouldn't know it. It was just a, an, an amazing event. And so today I am going to take you through uh, several interviews that I sat down and did with different uh, guests and different guest speakers that were at the event. Like I said, we had an amazing lineup. Lee Dundas, I can't wait for you all to meet her here today in this episode because she brought the house down with her speech. It was phenomenal. And you're going to get a little taste of that here on Faithful Freedom. And like I said, I was running around doing other media interviews. I was the MC, so I was introducing each and every guest that we had up there. And I was also able to do some more interviews for our new film that we debuted the trailer for, Shot Dead, at our national conference. It was the first time anyone got to see this trailer. And if you haven't seen it yet, here it is. You do not want to miss this feature film we are going to be releasing this fall. You would hope that family members who are responsible for the children will realize that and will be enthusiastic about getting their children vaccinated. We are vaccinated. recommending we COVID-19 vaccination. COVID-19 vaccination is safe and effective for children. Among the they kept pushing that it was safe, effective, and do it for grandma and grandpa. And it can help keep you and your family safe from severe illness or death. It was 112 days. From the day she got the shot to the day she died was 112 days. A little over three months. For your neighborhood, for your country. It sounds corny, but it's a patriotic thing to do. For those 11 hours she was alive, it was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. So I took him to take the first shot. Uh, five days later, my neighbor, he called me, Mr. Can I take the boys to eat and play basketball? She took him to the park. They got off the truck and took off running across the parking lot and he collapsed. Tonight is about a celebration for Tristan, missing her, loving her. But at the same time, we want to fight what killed her. 
But these people need to be stopped. I don't understand how everybody is just sitting back and letting them do this. In the battle on the field, there is evil on the move. But I hope that you can feel that I will always fight for you. It was an honor to sit down with each of those families that you saw featured in our trailer. And it was heartbreaking to hear their stories of how they lost loved ones to this shot, including a young mom who had to get the shot in the first trimester to keep her job at the nursing home to care for others. And now she has no one to care for her except for her family, the government, the pharmaceutical companies, everyone, no one has come alongside her. No one cares that she lost her baby by taking this experimental shot, but we do. And we are here to help get her answers. We have sat down with various doctors that have looked over these autopsies and charts, and we are going to show more answers to you all. So if you want to uh, know when the full length film comes out, please visit shotdead.org and you can sign up for the email list that will just tell you when the new and full length feature film comes out. We're not going to bug you. We're just going to let you know when you can watch the whole thing. And we encourage you to share it with other people to, to help show the real faces. You know, we see so much data, we hear so many stats, but you know, as the, uh, as one of the executive producers on this film, it was so important for me to just show the people. We need to see the people and the faces of those that have been affected by all of this. Well, I can't wait to show you some of the faces that were at our national conference. Here's a little taste of what you're going to see in today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching the clock. <laughs> I had no idea what the timer was, you but it. it was literally to the second. <laughs> you did great. I love it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You're going to see it in a minute, but first, I'm just so honored and we couldn't do any of this without you guys coming alongside us and going to wethepatriotsusa.org, making those little $5 monthly donation that helps us budget for our production here at Faithful Freedom. And we couldn't do it without our sponsors. And I am so picky about what sponsors we bring on board. I want them to be a resource for all of you out there. And I want to make sure they are companies that believe in our overall greater mission. So let's hear from the Freedom People and Carnivore Bar. This episode is brought to you by The Carnivore Bar, providing a fuel source for ancestral carnivore, paleo, and keto eaters who value their on-the-go autonomy without sacrificing quality nutrition. Visit carnivorebar.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by The Freedom People, providing comprehensive solutions for individuals and businesses to take control and protect their freedoms. Visit thefreedompeople.org to reclaim your freedoms. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers educating ourselves and forging a new path forward hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom this is faithful freedom with taryn gregson presented by we the patriots usa a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our god-given inalienable rights
Okay, so today's format is a lot of fun. What I did was I set up a five minute timer for various speakers at our event, brought them in, sat them down, said, hey, listen, you have five minutes to just look straight into the camera, look straight at our audience and talk to you specifically out there and tell them your message. So here it is. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me put your timer on. As the yeah, spirit leads. You, yes. And go. Hey everybody, Connor Boyack here. I am the author of the Tuttle Twins books, which teach kids the ideas of liberty. And one of the biggest questions that we've got over the years from parents and critics as well is, why do we need this? Do we need to talk to kids about these ideas? What's the point? Why can't I just wait till my kids are older? And I think what we've seen in recent years is that a lot of parents recognize that other people are trying to come after their children and other people with agendas are trying to push those agendas on their children. And so they, the parents, need to kind of play defense. They need to get in the game and recognize that if they're not being intentional about sharing messages of truth and sound values and true history with their kids, that those kids are going to be hearing quite opposite things from other people. And so you can think all you want that, oh, I'll just wait until they're teenagers or, uh, you know, I don't need to worry right now. I think many parents, though, in later years regret that uh, because they later recognize and wish that they had started earlier. So fundamentally what we're trying to do with the Tuttle Twins is to enable families to have discussions about ideas that matter. And we thought at first that we would go through the schools, that we would try to get this adopted as curriculum. And we, we do, and there are schools and teachers that use our materials in the classroom. But what we recognized is that for too many people, let's, let's say there's a classroom where the teacher is talking about free market economics. And so the child is learning this in class. They go home. Mom says, hey, honey, what did you learn today? And the kid's like, oh, I don't know. And there's no cohesion. There's no retention. Uh, mom and dad have no clue what was learned. The kids didn't learn it well enough to be able to articulate it. And so you've lost a lot of opportunity to build upon what was taught in the classroom. By contrast, with our efforts going into the, the home, um, what we're able to do is get mom and dad learning together with the child. They're aware of what their kids are learning about. They're reading the books together. Oftentimes they're having discussion questions. They're at the grocery store driving to soccer. They hear something on the news or some current event is happening. Mom or dad can use those stories from the Tuttle Twins books as a context through which they can build upon and say, oh, hey, just like you read about in The Creature from Jekyll Island about how uh, you know, the government prints all this money and it makes all our money worth less, yeah, that's happening right now. That's why the prices of you know, groceries is going up. And, and that context is so immensely helpful for kids. I think it's critical that those of us who believe in freedom fight for it. I think we got to fight by changing laws, uh, which our organization, Libertas Institute, does. I think we need to fight in the courtroom, which we do as well. Those are all really important to fight for our freedom and protect our rights. But I think that if we're going to save our country, it's not going to be at the Capitol. It's not going to be in the courtroom. It's going to be at the dinner table. I think it's, it's having the intentionality to talk to our kids about real world ideas, help them develop critical thinking skills, help them be skeptical of authority and see that we're often being lied to, that we're in a psychological war and that there are many people of quite uh, different perspectives than our own trying to push their ideas as truth when in fact they're not. That level of intentionality, I believe, is required if we're going to protect our kids. So our goal at the Tuttle Twins is to empower parents and grandparents like you to have resources where you can read together. We've got a cartoon that you can watch together. 
And by doing that together with your kids or with your grandkids, you're going to be able to then build upon that shared knowledge and then have amazing discussions and help your children learn over time. We have to be intentional. We have to be proactive rather than reactive. I think the stakes have never been higher. So my call to action to you is get some Tuttle Twins books. You can go to TuttleTwins.com. Um, and we've got a big bundle uh, for sale right now so that you can get started, start reading with your kids or your grandkids, start talking to them about these big real world ideas so that together we can preserve our rights and save our country. Hey folks, uh, Dr. Ryan Cole here. Uh, for those of you do, who don't know me, I'm a physician, board certified anatomic and clinical pathologist. Uh, ran a busy laboratory here in Idaho for 20 years. and. These last three years have been interesting for all of us, as you well know. Uh, it's an honor to be here at We the Patriots um, conference here in Boise, Idaho. It's amazing to have so many gifted people and intelligent speakers from all around the nation standing up for freedom, standing up for truth. Uh, as, as we've all experienced, we've seen uh, a, a loss of freedoms. Now, I want everyone to remember there is no constitutional exception for a pandemic. Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has said this many a time. I've had the honor of meeting him a couple of times. And I think we're in a, in a point in history where we all need to stand together and stand up for constitutional principles. We're experiencing an era of corporatism, and corporatism married with government is fascism. We need to change where we are societally. We need to get back to grassroots principles, constitutional principles. We were taught and convinced and coerced into thinking that our rights and our freedoms were privileges. They are not. They are etched in the Constitution for a reason. We need to remember that. The other thing that's critically important, I think, at this time in history is that we stand up for our bodily integrity. A lot of people were coerced into thinking that they had to be uh, part of the largest experiment on humanity that's ever happened. And this experimental injection, a lot of people are suffering uh, because of it. As a pathologist, it's my job to observe, 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 and then speak when something is wrong. That's what I've done. I've spoken in state legislatures around the country. I've helped pass uh, legislation in Tennessee that adds to the freedoms that the individual can uh, experience and have the right to. I've uh, spoken in the United States Senate a couple of times. I just returned from the uh, European Parliament giving testimony there as well. Based on what? Based on principles of science, not the science, as we know that one individual likes to claim, but on real science. And real science is never done by consensus and committee. Real science is done by experiments, data, and honesty. This is an era in which we need to have integrity, and integrity is very simple. It is the distance between your lips and your actions. And it's time for all of us to take action, peaceful action, kind action, and remember that in spite of these three difficult years, we're here together as a silver lining. We found each other. We appreciate who our neighbors are now. We appreciate those that we never would have met. We've found our new tribe of freedom fighters and those who appreciate the founding principles of this nation. I like to say that this is our 1776 moment. And I don't mean that, again, in a violent way, but it's standing on principle, standing against things that have gone wrong. Just as the tea was thrown in Boston Harbor, we're throwing tea of a new sort, and we need to reconstitute what we've lost. And so don't lose hope. 
we've lived in an era of fear. We've lived in a what's called a fifth generation warfare, and that's information warfare. This isn't kinetic war anymore. This is information war. This is a dialectical war. We're in a war of words and redefinition of words. Don't submit to that. Stand up for who you are. Stand up for your principles. And above fear, put hope and put love. And if we put that first, then we'll never live in fear. There's so much beyond ourselves that uh, we can't control. But what you can control is being involved. You can be part of the change that we need to see. And even if you're a truth of one, stand in your truth, to kind of paraphrase Gandhi. So I appreciate the opportunity to be here with We the Patriots. Please support them in what they do. And at the same time, support your communities. Get involved. Don't wait for anyone to rescue. You are the rescuer. You are the Paul Revere. You are who we need. And I'm grateful to be part of this great fight with you, part of Team Humanity, Team Freedom. And I hope that in all your endeavors, you remember humility, remember kindness, and remember to be resolved and never give up. Thank you again for the opportunity to address you. Uh, always stay joyous. Uh, don't forget that humor is the best medicine. Smile, be happy, and live a strong and joyous life. Hey, I'm Andrew Krabschutz, the CEO and founder of RedBalloon.Work. Uh, before I was at RedBalloon.Work, I actually uh, ran about a $50 million tech business, but my board decided I was a little too conservative and Christian for their liking, so I found myself delightfully unemployed, and I started to look around this freedom economy that I uh, was seeing kind of blossom all around us, and it was surprising to me how many people wanted freedom but didn't know what to do first. Um, then they didn't know what to do next, and I have five kids of my own. Uh, my sweet wife teaches at our Christian school, and uh, I thought if I could use my skills and abilities to bless other people, um, then maybe I could show the way for other people. So um, so I started RedBalloon.Work, and it really is a job board that's helping connect people who care about freedom. Uh, they care about medical freedom, they care about freedom in the workplace, and they care about freedom from the wokeness in the workplace, which I think is sapping the joy and the ability to really prosper uh, for many Americans. So that's what I did, but what's been really fun to watch is the number of businesses that are starting to um, give an alternative to conservatives and to Christians so that they don't have to spend their dollars with organizations that really hate their worldview. Um, and as I went around the country kind of talking to people who were affected by this wokeness in the workplace, and I'm telling you this only because sometimes you forget how bad it is when you're just kind of living in your own, your own little world. So let me give you a couple of stories about how bad wokeness in the workplace is today. Uh, I was talking to a lady from Deloitte and she was actually in a DEI training, she says was completely demoralizing because she was told that she was a racist for two hours straight. Um, not great. And she said everybody at the, at the end of the meeting, even the people that agreed with it, um, were just kind of down in the mouth. And then the uh, organizer of the event, the trainer uh, for this DEI training gets up and just says, hey, I wish all those unvaccinated people would go to an island and die together. Right? Uh, that's an American saying that to another American in a conference room at Deloitte. And so this lady that I was talking to, she says, you know, I don't know that I like this job that much anyway, and this is an opportunity for me to be brave for other people. So she raises her hand and says, you know, um, I'm never going to get the vaccine. 
and all of a sudden the room is dead silent because you have a trainer who just thought everyone of course ag agrees with this um, and everyone hates the tension but she says you know what I'm never gonna get that jab and what's fun she says after about 15 seconds of just cut the uh, tension with a knife uh, silence in the room you all of a sudden had two other people raise their hand and say you know what I'm not gonna get that jab either and again regardless of where you stand with the vaccine thing which I have a very strong opinion on this uh, the idea that an HR department or a corporation should mandate what you put in your body and you're not having a conversation with a doctor is very strange and un-American entirely so um, what was cool about this story at Deloitte is that the lady being brave gave courage to the other people around her, um, which was really cool. And so as I look around this freedom economy, I want you to know that there are a lot of people being brave um, so that you can make some good decisions about how you spend your time, how you spend your money. Um, you can think about it, there's three votes out there that you need to be focused on. The first one is what you do uh, about every two years at the polls, um, and that's a very important vote. I don't want to uh, discourage people from that, but your second vote is where you spend your dollars and obviously what we're seeing with Target right now with Anheuser-Busch is very encouraging. Conservatives are tired of spending their dollars on corporations that just hate their worldview. So that's uh, your second vote. And then your third vote is where you spend your time and your energy, which is generally your job. Remember your vocation is something you spend uh, the vast majority of your waking hours doing. And all of a sudden, you realize that you are working for a woke corporation like this gal at Deloitte did. And so she was brave. It cost her her job, but she realized that she was putting um, so much time and energy into making Deloitte a lot of money. Um, and don't think for a minute that the corporation is not making money off your time. They are. And so um, she ended up leaving that company, found a new job through RedBalloon.Work. Um, but the fun connection here is that not only did she find a new job, but there's lots of companies that are kind of blossoming around this cancel culture and this woke um, ideology in the workplace. So um, I'm going to talk about some of them here at uh, We the Patriot, which is a great conference. Um, but you look at Revere Pay, which is giving you an alternative to Stripe, or you give, look at Public Square, which just passed a million people who are now using that app instead of going to Target or instead of going to um, all of the uh, woke corporations that are out there. Um, you look at Liberation Technology, which gives you a lot of the uh, technology options so you don't have to go to Amazon Web Services. Obviously, Red Balloon gives you an opportunity for you to be free at work. So this parallel economy, this, this alternative freedom economy is blossoming all around us. And what you should learn from that lady at Deloitte is that what you do with your time is really important. Alrighty, well, hey, it's so good to be here in Idaho with all my good friends. Um, I'm here at the We the Patriots conference in Boise, beginning of the summer, love it here. I don't know what's happened in Orange County, but Orange County has had Oregon gloom and doom for like five months. We've got May gray rolling into June gloom, and I flew into Seattle on my way to Idaho, and you guys have all our sun. Somebody stole our sun, but anyway, it's good to be here. It's good to be in the sun. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Lee Dundas. I am a human rights attorney. Uh, you can find my work at my nonprofit, which is freedomfighternation.org. Clay Clark was telling me I needed to write a book, so I recently wrote a book. Um, I caught a cold the first week of October, and I'm like, well, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Maybe I'll sit down and try to write this book everybody says that they want me to write. Um, and I banged out a 400-page book in eight days. So uh, the book we were selling here, we actually ran out. Um, but if you want a copy, you can text the word FREEDOM to 53445. Again, if you text the word FREEDOM to 53445, you can get them a copy of my book. Um, one of the things that I think is most exciting um, that's been going on recently, and everybody knows it's been going on, is we've really been seeing 
the beauty of name and shame programs. So the first time I saw a name and shame program in existence and actually doing amazing, um, getting amazing results was in the human trafficking context. So I was uh, hearing about the fact that St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, about 20 years ago, they were having a problem with sex trafficking with the men. And so they decided they were gonna arrest the men and then put their names and their faces on these big old billboards in town that said, Joe Blow was arrested for whatever the crime was. But then they went one step further. And they sent a Dear John letter to the wife. It said, Dear Mrs. John, you probably don't know this, but your husband was arrested on Saturday night on a bad side of town for soliciting an underage minor for sex. Accordingly, you might want to route yourself to the nearest STD clinic next Monday and get tested for chlamydia, gonorrhea, AIDS, and a host of other things to make sure you don't die young. Sincerely, your local health department. The combination of those two little initiatives dropped the incidence of sex trafficking in St. Petersburg, Florida by almost 25%. It was like 24.5% over freaking night. That is the beauty of a name and shame program. And we're seeing it in action the last couple of weeks. We see Bud Light. Bud Light is down 24.5%, almost the same as St. Pete's, Florida, right? They're down 25% from this time last year. Uh, we've got Target, who is on week two here, and they are continuing to lose a billion dollars a day. I talked about Target in my slide deck for my presentation, which I made two days ago. They had lost 12 billion and change in the first 14 days, and now they are at, um, are they? They are at, uh, I think they've lost another two billion since I put that deck together. So that is how we do it. That is how we vote with our feet. That is how we break the backs of these corporations economically. And then it's important as well that we focus on the positive. How do we rebuild from the ground up the systems that have left us wanting? Um, and we need to rebuild schooling, healthcare, and online shopping. We all know that we are handing bullets to Hitler to shoot us with when we go shopping at places like Target or we buy a Bud Light, but there's been no good alternative lately. So one of the things that I was mentioning from the stage here today is my co-founder and I, Jason Cisneros, have launched Noblus. It is spelled noble, N-O-B-L-E-U-S dot com. It is an online shopping platform for intentional shoppers. And it is not one store. It is a bunch of stores. You can have your own store and each of you should have your own store. You can call it Betty's store or Uncle Bob's amazing online store, whatever you want to name it. You basically just go online, you say you want to sign up for the store and after you put in your bio data, you end up having a fully loaded with a million products online store that you just tell your friends and family to shop at. And that's all you need to do. We do the back end of it. And you get 70% of the net profit dropped in to your bank account from the goods you sell through your store every week. This is how we rearm the common American citizen, both their bank account and their livelihoods who have taken a hit over the last few years. Thank you, big everybody, big tech, big media for kicking us in the teeth and put the funds back into God and country and the people who care about God and country. So again, um, normally it's $800 to sign up, but if you want to learn more about Noblis, text the word freedom to 53445. You'll get a link. You can go online. You get to waive the sign-up fee, which is normally $800, and uh, you can start making 70% of net profit from things you sell through your online platform. Uh, we sell everything. Everything's on there. Cat food, gluten-free flour, tactical gear, everything that you would normally buy at Amazon or Walmart, you can sell yourself to your friends. And these are just some of the ways, name and shame, uh, bullying your bullies, power of the people uniting together. These are the ways that we begin to take back America. And from what I've seen here today, we're already doing it. All you guys need to do is stay the course, and I know you will. Hey everyone, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, aka Dr. Jack. I am so 
happy to have been part of and being part of WeThePatriots.org event here in Boise, Idaho. If you've never been to Boise, Idaho, I have to say it's an amazingly beautiful little town. Um, everything's so clean, uh, well organized. It's uh, really, really a nice experience. There happens to be a little festival here. But, you know, this place is packed. We, we the Patriots.org, have brought in hundreds and hundreds of people to hear great speakers like Ryan Cole and Peter McAuliffe and myself and, you know, all, all the voices uh, who could make it here to share their perspective and, the, you know, the data or their, their viewpoints on exactly what's been going on. Um, especially, you know, with COVID-19, with other vaccines, um, with public health and public health policy, um, you know, we, we've done so much uh, in so little time with so few resources. Um, so where, where do I begin? Uh, January 2020, I fell ill after traveling to Seattle and Spokane. I was in the airport, and there it was packed airport. It was a lot of post-holiday travel. And I wanted a coffee, so I went to the local coffee establishment, and I had to walk through a crowd, and in that crowd there were about um, a dozen or so guys from China, all adult males, about 40 or 50 tall, and they all had masks on. Now in January 2020, there was no sign of any of this pandemic stuff. And um, one of them was crumpled on the floor, bawling his eyes out, and he was crying. And uh, so I went back to the gate, and I looked up online and I said, well, you know, what's happening with the virus in China? I put two and two together. That's how I knew to be on top of any of the data or the sequence data that might came up, come out of China from the virus. I found that they had this new, new virus, they were calling it. And when I analyzed the sequences, I managed to put together a peer-reviewed publication predicting that the spike protein had dangerous epitopes that could cause autoimmunity and so did other proteins in the virus. Um, at the same time, it was the end of January uh, 2020, I think it was January 30th, uh, when I came out with the idea that perhaps uh, the most likely origin of this novel virus was in the lab. I, I went on the high wire with Del Bigtree and his team, and I was in Christian Broadcast News, and um, my data that I was looking at wasn't the spike protein data, it was actually uh, sequence data from the genome of the virus. Uh, but the, the, the spike protein seemed to have been altered. And I went back to, after I went on out, out with this, I went back to the original published data sets to try to reproduce the results, and I could not. And it seems that now the New York Times published many, many, many moons later that the NCBI was changing data behind the scenes uh, at the request of China. Um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, about a, you know eight, seven or eight Chinese nationals had published in a... Uh, a scientific journal uh, of infectious disease that IPAC, the Institute of Pure and Applied Knowledge, must be wrong. That there was no way that the virus came from the lab. Uh, they questioned whether or not pea shuttle, the, the element that I thought I had detected in the genome uh, that was left behind, um, was a vector, vector technology. When in fact it is a vector technology. So, you know, they, they used lies in the, that to try to dismiss what I was saying. 
And, you know, now I think we fairly well know that it's the truth. And so uh, in April of 2020, I published my paper on pathogenic priming. All at the same time, I was creating an online university, IPAC-EDU, to empower the public to be able to understand science, to be able to understand viruses, you want to understand the immune system or biology in general. Um, so now we have like 25 instructors and, you know, 40 courses. It's kind of crazy what we're doing. It's amazing. Everybody who's a member of a health freedom group can mail info at ipac-edu.org and get into a summer course on informed consent, medical rights, and human rights for free. We'll let you in for free at info at ipac-edu.org or just stop by ipac-edu.org and browse the courses. We need you in class so that you're better prepared for whatever the technological oligarchy might try to pull. Uh, I'll see you in class. James Lyonsweiler, thanks. Hello, this is Michael Voris from churchmilitant.com or Catholic Apostolate, heavy into politics and religion and theology and philosophy and the culture, the cultural collapse. Uh, I think one thing that most people who claim to be followers of Christ need to really concentrate on is how closely are they actually followers of Christ? Uh, you know, we don't get to make up our own rules. We don't get to in interpret Scripture to whatever we want to do. And the reason these sorts of theological questions are so important is because theology, religion, is what dictates how a culture will grow and develop or shrink and collapse. Uh, the root word for culture uh, is cult, which is religion. So every culture is based on its religion or lack of religion. For example, the communist culture, if you could call it that, uh, is based on no religion, that the state is God. Uh, and everything that happens in a culture flows from, like a fountain, flows from that foundational belief. It is atheistic, atheo, against God. Uh, people who say, I believe in God, and orient their worldview and then act on their worldview in politics and culture and their moral choices and all of that stuff, uh, you can't really have a disagreement on those sorts of things. Uh, if you say you follow Christ, well then you've got to follow Christ in everything that Christ taught. And one of the things that the Marxists have been so able to destroy the West, and let's face it, they've destroyed the West, and I mean Western civilization, because they were able to destroy the family. They've destroyed the concept of family. They have shifted the burden through their actions. They have shifted the burden of the responsibility of uh, child rearing, um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, ability for uh, a young man and woman to get married, uh, with the economics of that. They have shifted all of that from the, the, the couple and their family to the state. They've done this in a number of communities. Black communities, for example, African-American communities have been very hard hit uh, by this. Um, you know, the, 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 fa the nuclear family in the African-American community is essentially destroyed. It's essentially non-existent. Um, you know, to the degree that it still remains, those are very rare exceptions these days. Uh, so what do you get when you have the family destroyed? Well, you either have a rash of abortions or you have a rash of, uh, you know, um, uh, out of, uh, out of uh, wedlock births, um, single moms, 
kids with no dads, who teaches them how to be a dad in the process, uh, I'm sorry, a man growing up uh, for the boys, who grow, you know, who are they looking to? Their mom's not going to teach them how to be a man. Doesn't mean she doesn't love them, doesn't mean she's not trying her best, there's none of that stuff the point. Point is, a young boy needs a man to show him how to be a man. Uh, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Women aren't men. They don't think like men. <laughs> Probably that's a good thing. But, I mean, the flip side of that coin is true, too. Uh, but, you know, men and women are different. We're, we're just different. And as much as a mom might want to uh, and desire to and try her hardest and her best to raise her boy as a man, that's a very tall order. She's not a man. She can't give manhood. She can't give what she doesn't have. Why is all this important? Because when you destroy the family, well, somebody has to take over. I mean, kid, you know, an eight-year-old kid's not going to go out and, you know, take care of himself. He's going to take care of him. Well, the state steps in, and the state begins to grow in its power and its authority uh, and its taxation, and uh, it just becomes sort of the all-consuming state because people have taken their God-given rights and handed them over to the state. And at some point, those scales tip enough that there's no getting them back. Um, you know, we talk about the imperial presidency, for example, that you know, the, the president, whoever the president is, always exercising these powers that really don't necessarily belong to him. Uh, how the federal government just keeps growing and growing and growing and eating up a larger percentage of uh, you know, the gross domestic product and the salaries and the budgets of you know, federal spending and everything else. It was never meant to be that way. This was all part of the, uh, the Marxist plan to destabilize America by getting to the family. So, you're going to follow Christ, you better follow Christ all the way through on every single thing Christ taught. God love you. Hey everyone, so my colleague Tammy Clark and I are here at the We the Patriots USA's first national conference here in beautiful Boise, Idaho. We landed last night and it was really dark. We couldn't see the beautiful view, but this morning it was breathtaking. And while we're here in Boise, we've actually learned that a lot of people have migrated here and um, it's very freedom-minded and safe from what we've learned from the community and our Uber drivers. And yeah. it's nice to be yeah. in a place we've never been before. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking we might want to think about moving here from the People's <laughs> Republic of Michigan yeah. where we're from. It's shaped it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it has been really amazing here to um, see the, the, the amount of people who showed up for this first national conference and all of our fellow frontline freedom-fighting friends that we've made over the past few years. Um, it's just been so fun to to reconnect with everybody that we've seen on the road as we've been traveling at speaking events. But most importantly for us, for me, it's been great to support We the Patriots USA because this is the only organization of its kind that actually supports people just like you and me, average everyday people mm -hmm. who are, you know, being forced to do things that we don't want to do by tyrannical mandates, who have found themselves in situations with their government acting in tyrannical manners against them, and they feel the only solution is to sue, to sue their employees 
employer to sue their school, uh, whatever it might be. And so, I mean, we even were involved in Michigan in a case where a young girl was denied a kidney transplant mm -hmm. from a hospital. She was a minor because she didn't want to take the jibby jab. And so they were going to deny her a kidney transplant. So we, the Patriots USA, got involved, and that hospital um, turned the, you know, the whole situation around very quickly. So this organization is so effective at helping to defeat tyrants. And that's honestly become one of my favorite things to do, yeah. to fire tyrants over the last few years. Yeah, like I always say, we outnumber the sociopaths and we the people collectively can stand up against tyranny. And what we've learned in the history books of tyranny, people feel like it can't happen in, in today's society. And we've seen it, not just over the past three years. If you've been paying attention, it's been going on for quite a while. Um, it's very, it's not conspiratorial that we have the you know, the evil oligarchs trying to create a one world government or a great reset. We see that through the ESG scores. And if you're still a denier, and again, you think it's conspiratorial, pay attention to these businesses that are folding to like almost a demonic agenda. And, mm -hmm. you know, listen, I am a voluntarist, so I believe as long as you aren't harming another person or the property, it's not my business and it's not the government's business. But we need to protect our kids and kids should not be subjected to any form of sexuality, where it's homosexual or heterosexual. That's not for children. Right. And um, you cannot deny what is collectively happening around us. And like Tammy and I say, we have to join forces and support organizations like We the Patriots and just be loud as everyday people. Mm -hmm. Because we can get tiny incremental wins and together we can we can make change. And it may not seem like it's happening because of all the negative press, but remember the media is designed to scare us into submission. And um, on my podcast that I host for um, We the Patriots, Vets and Visionaries, with yours truly, is that you do not just complain about issues, you have to provide solutions. So Tammy, what are some of these solutions? Yeah. So honestly, guys, if you are looking for a way to get involved and you're not sure what to do, but you're just, you know, you have this sense of righteous anger inside of you, mm -hmm. which is what we have had and why we've stood up and, you know, we've become accidental activists, as I call it, because we just couldn't keep our mouths shut anymore about what was happening. Get involved in your local levels. That is really where all politics happens and mm -hmm. where the people have the most power. And most people don't really think that's a big deal. Like they think of running for state rep or senator or U.S. congressional leader. No, 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 no. Let me tell you where we are seeing big wins in Michigan, where we've lost a lot of the big wins. Um, we are seeing uh, counties, city councils, school boards being completely flipped by conservatives who have stood up to run for office and make a difference and be the solution to their own problems in their own communities. So get involved locally. I don't care what it is, if it's school board, if it's dog catcher. Get involved <laughs> in your county commission where you can be the solution to your own problems. That's really where all politics happens and that's really where you can make the most difference. And it may seem like the world around us is collapsing and our constitutional, God-given, and natural rights as we know it are just being ignored. It's kind of true. Our, I feel like our court systems are very hard to navigate through. But I can tell you as someone who's been in a plaintiff in two court cases, they will try to outspend you, mm -hmm. which is why I just want to continue to plug monthly donations for We the Patriots USA because when we know donations that are coming through, whether it's a skip coffee or $50 a month, we can help plan to who we can support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just health freedom. It can be property rights. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. 
God bless, and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA.